0: Family from the Heart Podcast, episode number twenty eight. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from. The Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft.
1: I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft.
0: Today we're going to be talking about fireproofing your marriage and decluttering your home and heart. All of that and more on today's... I
1: think they go together. ...this week's
0: Family from the Heart. I'm sorry, babe. Is
1: anybody else deaf? Because, like, I am now.
0: Well, those on the podcast, <laughs> they they gain the uh, the yes. the benefit the
1: benefit of your
0: processing. Yeah. yeah. So it, that will all be tuned right back down yeah. to normal level. That's anyway, of- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, so welcome think, back.
1: Yeah, welcome back. Anyway, I, what I was saying there was that I think that fireproofing your marriage and decluttering your home go together
0: i think that absolutely i think
1: that it helps in the matter
0: i agree decluttering your home will help in fireproofing your marriage although 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 in the movie fireproof their home was not that cluttered
1: that's because it was a movie set babe
0: (laughs) (laughs) i do want to stephanie and i want to talk about the movie fireproof absolutely because we went we saw it and we want to share with you what we thought We'll try not to spoil the movie, although, um, yeah, in fact, don't don't worry about it. We yeah, will we, not. We won't. We will not spoil this movie for you. However, we're going to play the trailer right now. We want to play the audio of the trailer, let you just hear. If you've not heard about the movie Fireproof, let's just say real quickly that it is a it is a Christian-based movie. Mm-hmm. It is a faith-based movie. Uh, Stephanie's going to share some uh, insight on the, the budget of this movie and how it was made and some exciting stuff like that. And we'll share our review of other Christian movies as compared to this one. But the message here, going into the, um, the trailer, it is a story about a marriage that is seemingly beyond repair. And how you can take somebody's marriage, or how you can, how you can possibly turn around your marriage by accepting a dare, a forty-day love dare, and and or at least the principles and the values behind that, anyway. Right. And with that, just know that the main character, who, if you're, we've that's funny because you know we did a whole series on creative corrections, right? From Lisa Welchill. right? Who used to be a, well, I guess you could say a teenage child TV yeah. star.
1: Absolutely. From
0: the facts of life. Right. All right. And now we're talking about a movie called Fireproof, which has uh, Kurt Cameron, which you may remember from...
1: Growing Pains.
0: Growing Pains. Exactly.
1: Good old... Mike, right? Mike Seaver. Mike
0: Siever, Yeah. Yeah. So, and of course, he's been involved in lots of stuff. We'll probably even talk about that in in this episode. But we do want to give you our review. But in this movie, just know that... um, Mike Severs or, uh, Kirk (laughs) Kirk Cameron. Cameron. He plays a a firefighter in this movie and he's the fire chief and he's having, or I'm sorry. Yeah. He is the captain and he is having some issues in his marriage. And, uh, pleasantly, this movie isn't all about fighting fires and all that other stuff. It really literally is a movie where the central theme is Is the the breakdown of this marriage and how it becomes repaired. Totally awesome. And uh, let's go ahead and play the the trailer for you.
2: Okay, let's go. Man, I'm Captain Hope from the Albany Fire Department. We're going to get you out of here. Let's go, let's go. One, two, three... Newspaper called me twice wanting an interview Seems I'm a hero with everybody in the world except my wife
0: Man, I've seen you run into a burning building to save people you don't even know But you're gonna let your own marriage just burn to the ground
2: Catherine and I were in love when we got married But today, we're two very different people
0: We
1: fight more than we do anything else
2: A real man's gotta be a hero to his wife before he can be to anybody else. But he ain't a real man. She's probably whining to her friends. I can see them all right now, having some sort of group hug. It's gonna be all right. You'll get through this. All you need to make marriage work is a little bit of romance.
1: and That comes from right here. Man, that's easy to say when you ain't never been
2: married. We're done, Dad. I am not gonna keep doing this. I want you to hold off on the divorce for 40 days. I'm gonna send you something in the mail. Take one day at a time, then see what happens. Every day has me adding a new concept to the way I treat her. My advice is go all out.
0: In the last few days,
1: he has fixed me coffee, bought me these pitiful little flowers, and just now
0: called just to see if I'm doing okay.
2: Up to this point, my heart's not been in it. This whole love dare thing, it's not working. You can't love her. Because you can't give her what you don't have. You gotta
0: beg God to teach you how to be a good husband. And don't just follow your heart. You gotta lead your
2: heart. No love is not a fight, but it's something hey, we're You gotta get out of the, house. the room is about to give. Fireproof. Never leave your partner behind.
0: Alrighty. So, what an awesome Even movie. Even the
1: trailer, having seen the movie, yeah. gives me. Goosebumps and and tears in my eyes because I really felt with I don't it, it was a powerful story.
0: It is a very, very powerful story. And I want to encourage everybody to go see this movie. I mean, literally everybody go see this movie. Are you married? Go see this movie.
1: Are you planning on getting married?
0: Are you thinking about getting married? Go see this movie. Are you not married, have no plans to get married? Go see this movie. It it it, it is it is very good, very inspiring. Not only that, but are you Christian? Go see this movie. Are you not Christian? Go see this movie. However, with that being said, I want to talk about faith-based movies for just a moment and uh, some of the different various shows that we have seen put together by um, low-budget film production companies trying to put the Christian message out there using modern technology and culture and, and telling stories through movies. I am fully behind the effort of doing that although i don't think we always necessarily have to have you know this subculture called christian movies christian right. music christian everything right. else however there comes a time when you have to understand that there are some stories that just won't be told unfortunately by the secular culture right um and the view of christianity seems so skewed in the a way that that paints uh, we Christians as uh, holier than thou, hypocritical people who only care about money and uh, your button a, a seat on, on a Sunday morning or uh, a part of some ministry team that makes your church huge and big. Uh, there, there, there are so many negative connotations out there in the culture when it portrayed by the media as to what it means to be a Christian, right? And of course, one of our one of our missions here in podcasting is to be like an anti-reality show in that our our show is a reality show but it's just really real it's authentic we are who we are and sometimes you'll hear us have banter and sometimes you'll hear Stephanie and I argue and have disagreements right here behind a microphone <laughs> and sometimes we handle that in a in a lovingly loving caring way sometimes that we handle those in well, ways that probably could be improved with more maturity and, and and growth in our own personal lives. But we are who we are. And that's our desire is, is to give people an understanding, a greater understanding of what just your everyday average Christian couple looks and feels and talks like and what we face and how we handle situations. And, you'll, and what most people are finding out from our feedback that we get is we're not all that strange. We're not all that different. <laughs> hey. However... Unfortunately, my experience with many of the Christian themed movies pr- produced and written for the a
1: primarily the, Christian audience,
0: a primarily Christian audience, or right. actually, no, I think most of them are written for, quote unquote, non-Christians to help oh. to help portray the Christian message. <laughs> okay. Well, but they go to this other case, tr-
1: then they go to the
0: extreme. They go to the other extreme eight out of ten times right and i mean when i say the other extreme it's just like you know every other scene is somebody praying before their meal uh the the name jesus christ is probably you know at least mentioned every 30 minutes within the movie you know uh the there's always somebody praying with somebody else there's a scripture reference here a scripture reference there and those are not bad things, but they're, they're I'm not so, real life. They're not the real time. life. Right. It's not real life. It and, and, and some people say, well, gosh, Cliff, if you were just not so... So half heartedly involved in your faith, perhaps you would be in part of a community where that was your day to day, everyday living that you are solely surviving on the on the word of God alone to get you through each and every moment of your day. <laughs> and 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 maybe that's the case. Maybe this is an area maybe. of growth for me. But for <laughs> some reason, it just seems to me that as a Christian, sometimes Christian based themed movies kind of just turn me off. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I'm sorry, that's just a little okay. over the top.
1: Okay, I think we've made that point.
0: Okay, now uh, I'm gonna name three movies. Okay, that we've seen relatively recently. Okay, that um, I'm gonna say good, not bad, and totally awesome. Okay, all right, all right. The first one is being good would be Frank Peretti's uh, movie hangman's the, curse the the movie bank based on frank peretti's book titled hangman's, hangman's curse. curse that was a good movie it was a good movie it was not it's not overtly christian in such a way that it just detracts from it for non for the for a non-christian audience mm-hmm. it is actually a, a it, it's quite a it's, it's kind of creepy it's quite a thriller
1: it's got lots of bugs and spiders It's kind of creepy for me <laughs> it,
0: it exactly And so, and and it's a story that has a good message, a good theme, a story that doesn't really necessarily get picked up on. uh, And and the the values and principles portrayed by the end of the movie is like, wow, that that was done relatively well. And and with all three of these movies, you got to understand that the the Christian movie production company, their budgets are nil, unfortunately, compared to you know multi million or even billion dollar films that that you know like batman and and all the other big production companies out there so hangman's curse if you have not seen it go rent that movie and watch it Mm -hmm. very good um on on the scale of a if on the scale of a one to ten if i were to compare it to just your average movie that stephanie and i that i would really like in a theater today one of the new releases the big productions of hollywood If I were to compare it to, on a scale of 1 to 10, compared to a 10 uh, of of a regular Hollywood movie, I'd put um hangman's curse Or
1: some of those are kind of lacking lately that, this is
0: true but i'm talking one that i would consider to be a 10
1: they're not really raising I would, the bar
0: right i would say that hangman's curse is probably right around a 4.5 okay but when it comes to the scale of any of the the movies i've seen from the christian production companies i'd say on a scale of one to ten compared to all the others it's right around a nine right okay
1: Okay, so the next movie you're going to say I think is Facing the Giants.
0: Facing the Giants. We recently watched that. And mm-hmm. uh the it it the first 20 minutes was were painful. Were painful. Um again, the whole premise here, the whole premise here is that um this is this is a very low budget film. Right. Extreme I mean it was it's all facing the giants. Almost seemed like a made-for-TV Hallmark movie. That that I've
1: seen some of them that and, started out better than And them.
0: Stephanie and I yeah. would have to agree that there have been some Hallmark movies that have have started yeah. out better than this. The acting is literally atrocious in the beginning of that movie, and and I don't know if it's necessarily the acting, but just the scripting, the cinematography, it's all really low, it's, low, it's low the, quality.
1: Yeah, it, it's all of it together.
0: But when you take the entire movie overall, take, right minus the fact that they go over the top a couple different scenes. Right. So overtly Christian that even as a Christian, I'm like, okay, I get it. You I didn't have to. G- you didn't have to. I know we'll talk about passion in a little bit. But uh, we're talking about, we're referring to the chat room, by the way. There's We have an audience, a uh, live audience with this uh, participating during mm-hmm. this. So, um, but I- even as a Christian, the the Facing the Giants had two or three scenes that I'm like, Oh, okay. Come on. You know, did I need to see that? Or I mean, let's just not beat people over the head with the Bible here, right? Or beat people over the head with the anything the, the, with the overtly <laughs> Christian nature of this. Although I understand what your purpose is, but I think you could have at least did the value and and still snuck it not snuck in, but but still told your story, still, right? And, and, and you could have pulled, but overall, by the time the movie is over, I was very glad that I had seen facing the giants and almost, almost <laughs> willing to go back and watch it again. Okay. Very encouraging. I love you. Why?
1: <laughs> because how long have we been recording now? I don't know. <laughs> and you've yet to 15 really, minutes. you've yet to really like talk about fire. Yeah, I know. Okay.
0: All right. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying and then and then you have Fireproof. Yeah, Fireproof. And Fireproof was probably on the scale of Christian movies probably my favorite all-time Christian movie. Christian themed it was it, very good. There is there it, it it rides right at the edge of being Christian in your face but never once do I think they ever cross the line of okay this is just going to totally turn off anybody non-christian although there are going to be some non-christians that will just completely be turned off just because it is a christian based themed movie but anyway it was awesome it was awesome Uh, the the budget stephanie why don't you tell them about the budget of this movie they
1: they made the movie on a five hundred thousand dollar budget
0: five hundred thousand thousand dollars which now, is
1: pretty cool because the house that the couple lived in probably cost that much
0: <laughs> well the, th- the thing is they rented the house probably or that somebody let them borrow that no, house I'm to sure move. it wasn't
1: that much but, but
0: you figure but, yeah getting the train you know the, the right you know, the I railroad mean, were... company to work with you I mean uh, the the truth is is that there was not a single person paid on this project
1: no that all of the actors um signed on to this project without any Um,
0: any guarantee guarantee of a uh, compensation. um,
1: Absolutely. Which, which speaks a lot about the actors who are involved in this project. and, And it shows that they really believed in what they were doing. Right. And believed in the, in the story that was being told. Right. So, that is admirable to me.
0: Exactly. Absolutely. And the thing is, of course, I really believe that their their efforts for this movie deserve to be rewarded and will re- be rewarded. I really believe that that this is ultimately going to end up being a money maker. That that I, I'm certain they've already earned their five hundred thousand back. Right. And not only that, but I'm I'm sure this is going to be a profitable. Uh, thing. But I want to encourage people, if if you if you have the opportunity, go out to see it at the theater. Uh, and if not, when it comes out on DVD, buy the DVD.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We will be purchasing this DVD. We
0: certainly will be purchasing this DVD. And there is a book that goes with it called The Love Dare. So let's talk about the movie for just a moment. Okay. So what's I'm going following
1: on? your lead. So well, tell
0: us a little bit about about the movie. Set the movie up.
1: Set the movie up. Set the movie up. Okay. Well, we start off with, with this couple, um, and what, one thing that I loved about the movie is that when it starts, their marriage is already in shambles.
2: Right. So, we
1: don't, it's not like you get to see them in the euphoric phenomenon of falling in love, and then their marriage becomes what it is. It already starts out in trouble. So, the whole movie is, is really about um, about this marriage, mm-hmm. and- And, um, them wanting to give up and get a a, a divorce that there's, there's, you know, this can't be saved. There's nothing else we can do. We're done. And then the husband's dad offers a dare.
0: Right. And and you heard that in the trailer. He says, listen, Mm -hmm. don't give up. I want you to try something. And so wait 40 days, wait 40 days. And I'm going to send you something in the mail.
1: Even if she files. Yep. That's what the dad says. Even if she files for divorce, wait 40 days. Yep. And um and so he he gives he gives him this this love dare and which is a dare for each day for 40 days. And so you start out with with one small thing which I don't think it's spoiling to say that the small thing that he started out with was not arguing back. Mm-hmm. Not not um not being negative and and criticizing,
0: withholding any critical statement without any argument. And
1: so literally for that first day, he didn't speak to her.
0: Right. And then as each day progresses, you add one thing, you add one thing. And of course, you cannot neglect the things that you've learned and applied the previous days. So for 40 days, he cannot say a negative, critical thing and argue with her at all. And so, and and it's, and it's a dare. It's, 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 it's truly a dare. And we're not going to go and and ruin this movie for you, but uh, we just want to say it is, it is an awesome movie. And I can tell you, and I'm certain Stephanie will agree. Stephanie and I have been married. We're going on what? 13 years now. Yeah. We just Uh, started 12. We just started 12. We just had, we just just celebrated 12. Right. So we're on 13. We're moving towards 13 years. Yes. Okay.
1: okay. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) What? This is, We're working this is on totally. 13. Okay, this is totally off base. All right, but literally off base,
0: o- off topic.
1: Yes. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Did um, you
0: mean off topic? I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Go ahead.
1: Why do we in our culture constantly feel like we need to round up?
0: I have no idea. We just
1: celebrated two months ago. Our 12th anniversary. Why can't we be married for 12 years until next August? Why do we already, why, I mean, literally, it was just two months ago. Why do we already have to start rounding up to 13? I don't know. And I do this with our kids. Somebody asked me how old Megan was. And I said, well, she'll be nine in November. So yes, that is true, but she is eight.
0: I don't do that.
1: (laughs) I do. I'm just saying we have this constant need to to round up. I think it's anyway, we've been married 12 years.
0: OK, and we're we're in our 13th year of <gasps> marriage. <laughs>
1: I'm going to go get that little head. No, bag. please don't.
0: All right. So Stephanie's got a little stress ball and she just threw it at me a few minutes ago. and She wants it back now.
1: I want it back.
0: All right. So anyway, all, all I was saying, Stephanie, is we've been married for a while. A while. Over 12 years. And so anyway. Please stop. Oh, come on. I, I need that for show notes for my almost daily devotional.
1: Yes, we've been married for twelve years and
0: And all I'm gonna say is that the the stuff that's in this movie, I can say without a shadow of a doubt, it's real.
1: Absolutely it's real.
0: Everything in this story is authentic.
1: And I would love to have I know we, we talked about we really wanted to come and and talk about Seeing this movie in this podcast, I would really like to do a podcast where we can talk about the movie as listened by people who have already seen the movie.
0: Oh, yeah. So so that so w- that, you that know, can, once like, people really have seen talk it, about it, break it down. Yeah. Yeah. That would be very cool to do
1: because I have some favorite things that I would love to talk about.
0: Well, wh- um, how about we do this when the movie comes out on DVD? OK, we will buy the DVD and we'll d- we'll watch it again. And we will write down our favorite parts. We can play some audio clips and and we can just say at the beginning, it's like, listen, this episode, do not listen unless Unless you've seen the movie.
1: movie. Right.
0: You know, if you want to hear about the movie, then you go back to episode 28 and and you hear us talk about the movie. And yeah, so let's do that. Okay. All right. So one of the things that that I want to say is that this love dare is a is they make this book available online. So all the different things, all the principles, they don't show every day and and thing on all the pages, but they did create a book with 40 days worth of principles and values that you can bring into your marriage that you can be, you can accept the dare to do, to love your spouse this way. And, uh, I just want to say, I I think that if I'm not mistaken, that's going to be our next book that we cover. Yeah. We talked
1: about it. That'd be, that would be so much fun.
0: There is just no way that that I cannot see not doing that.
1: Can I'm going to share something and I don't know, I don't, in my mind, as I'm thinking about it right now, it's not spoiling anything from the movie.
0: Okay, go ahead. Okay.
1: I, because there might be some people listening to this podcast who, who already have the feeling that, that there's no hope for their marriage. It's over. It can't be saved. And, um, and that's how he went into this dare. And literally he only did this because he made a commitment to his dad that he would. Right. His heart wasn't in it.
0: Right. And but don't say anything about anything else though I'm not that's okay. all I'm going
1: to say I'm going to say that if you are in a place where you think that there is no hope for your marriage and you don't even want there to be hope
0: Yeah and this guy in the movie
1: That's exactly that's where he was That's how he went into it So he went into it only because he was dared to by his dad
0: And he did it out of respect and for his dad And he did it out of
1: respect for his dad um and and then to see the story unfold from there is it's a beautiful it's beautiful absolutely yeah. beautiful but um but I just I just Felt like I needed to make that at a point is that you don't even have to want to save your marriage. Right. But but to take a dare and to see if it can radically change your life.
0: Right. Yep. So, yeah. Wow. It, It was a good movie. Very so good. so, let's go ahead and uh, move on. And, and and just so you know, some other people were talking about the Passion. I, I don't consider the Passion to be the same at, in the same league as all those other movies. And the the reason why is because the budget on that was not five hundred thousand. No, it wasn't. It was it was millions. And uh, Mel Gibson did a wonderful job. I think with the Passion, it is a wonderful movie. Um and and but uh, but it, but it in my opinion that's a that's a Hollywood blockbuster movie. Yeah, uh, there there was there was little money spared in putting together a wonderful production there um we and own the passion yes we do and, and we've s- never watched it and somebody somebody you yeah, well, we, we only we saw wa-
1: it in the theater but right. we haven't watched it somebody
0: on, bought it for us yeah it was a gift right but um and then somebody asked about a movie called bella i've never seen bella
1: i'm no i've never even heard of that so i'll have so, to look that yeah. up when we're When we're done here, find out what that's about. If it's a
0: horse movie, I don't want to see it. Why? Horse movies get on my nerves.
1: Oh, they're beautiful. Uh, Yeah. Now, here's the thing. You and
0: Megan watch that one.
1: Okay. Because the funniest thing is that myself, Stephanie, is terrified of horses Uh i i rode a horse one time when i was like eight years old and um went on this went on this horse ride with my aunt and my little brother and we were on this trail and my horse decided to just run off in the other direction and it's kind of like scarred me for life Uh but i think that they are beautiful creatures and i love to watch movies or television shows that have horses in them so i don't know what your problem is with that Right. Anyway, so I'll check out Bella I, and find I out know. what it's I like. About.
0: I love horses. I just don't like movies about horses. I, they, I don't know. It's boring.
1: Whatever. Anyway, so, um,
0: Amy put a link to uh, the publisher for Love Dare book. Just so you know, I we would, of course want to say right now that this would be the perfect opportunity to thank (laughs) uh, Mardel.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com, for sponsoring this podcast. They are an online Christian bookstore retailer. They have movies, they have music, and they have books. And And they happen to have. They happen to have the love dare. (laughs) And so, uh, of course, what we would encourage you to do is just go to Mardell.com and do a search for Love Dare or the other book that we're getting ready to cover here. And anything you purchase from Mardell.com, enter promo code GSPN into the shopping cart and you get 10% off your entire order. And you let them know that you uh, thank them for supporting GSPN.TV and the Family from the Heart podcast. So Stephanie, we are covering this book called what? Too much
1: stuff. Decluttering Your Heart and Home Alrighty. by Katherine Porter.
0: Exactly. And so we have finished how many chapters now, 2?
1: We just read 2. We right. read chapters 2 and 3.
0: Okay. Today. Chapters 2 and 3. Okay. And so the first one is what is it defining clutter? Defining clutter. And what did we learn about defining clutter?
1: We learned that there are lots and lots and lots of definitions of clutter. Different from types, different, different things types of that are clutter. clutter. Um, from just plain trash, yep, to um, things that you don't use. Uh huh. Things that you have duplicates of,
0: like that extra blender hanging like out. That
1: extra blender. Um, <laughs> this was my favorite one. Visually displeasing objects. Why keep something you think is ugly? But be careful on this one. You might not like your kitchen table, but if it's the only one you have, it's not clutter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly, That's one of my
1: favorite ones. But um, to outdated or obsolete things, anything that you have too much of,
0: I, I you know, the I'm I'm looking behind me on, on the wall over here I
1: see lots of clutter I, well, I see it every time I sit here well, clutter the, clutter 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 well clutter. the
0: thing is is there's a whole <laughs> there's a there's a small stack of father's day cards birthday cards and she and, would call that clutter and volunteer uh, valentine's day clutter or, or valentine's day cards from my spouse or my kids you know and, and the question is is that clutter and I, I don't know and and of course what's what she did say is you know it is different for each it person is. But the truth is, is what are those doing? Are, are, are they there? Are they are they taking up room? Are they making things look a little crazy? You know, the, is there something more than, you know, that can can I express to you that I love you, but yet at the same time throw these cards away? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, I, I do. And so that's like the the widow who's lost her husband, who in the book she talks about that won't throw any away anything away that has his handwriting on it right. or things that he owned. And so the, the the question is, is how much do we hold on to this stuff in our hearts and 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 how much of it does it clutter, clutter our homes? You know, can't we l- have loving memories of somebody without having to hold on to all the Quote, stuff. unquote, stuff.
1: Right. She also talks about um, psychological clutter in, in chapter two and things that clutter our heart and our minds. And um, that would, that I'm going to read a paragraph, sorry. That which we possess and that which we desire possess to possess also clutters our hearts. We think, worry, and dream about these things. When it comes to stuff we own, protecting it, ensuring it, maintaining it, storing it, and cleaning it, resides in the back of our minds. So we're constantly thinking and dreaming about the things that we want to own when we're not giving proper care to the things that we already own. Exactly. So I, I really liked that.
0: All right. What's the next highlighted item that you have in there? Cause we, we, we have just a few things that we Ooh, highlighted from the chapter.
1: I really liked this one. Um, she breaks it down, break, breaks more, um, clutter down. You know, we have sentimental clutter. We have, um, inherited clutter, and that's when she talks about how her great-grandmother wouldn't throw away anything that had her husband's handwriting on it when, when he passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she talks about vanity clutter, um, things that we buy to impress our friends, keeping up with the Joneses' purchases and luxury items. And um, shares a little story about how um, when she bought her first house, it was based on, um, she based her definition on necessities, based on what other people owned, what the people around her owned. So she thought they needed a guest bedroom because everyone else she knew had a guest bedroom. When they bought their first home, they purchased a three-bedroom home and they didn't have any kids. So those other rooms got packed full of, of storage. They just became storage areas until their first baby was born. She says, we foolishly embraced higher mortgage payments on a bigger house so we could have more space to store stuff. Vanity causes clutter and costs money. Right. And so I really like that.
0: Yes. And the thing is, is of course, you know, when we talk about vanity and sometimes we talk about moving into bigger houses and Mm -hmm. bigger mortgage payments and, you know, it's just how, how much of it is, is discontentment and, and who's the, who, who thinks that just because we get a bigger house, we'll have more places and everything will have its place it, I mean right it, because you know what's funny is the thats clutter what are gonna come when, in
1: it, I think so unless you find a way to cure it where you're at because we thought moving in here we're gonna move into the I know mean, we've been here nearly five years and um, moving in I re, I remember you used to say this as we packed up our old house um, everything's gonna have its place and everything's gonna be in its place and do you know how many things in our home that either moved in not having a place or we've accumulated since we moved in that don't have a place. Um, have you checked out our garage lately? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sadly, we do not park our cars in.
0: <laughs> no, we do not.
1: And, uh, well, we were until the summer. But um, I don't park my van in the garage in the summertime because Cliff used to store the garbage out there. Then the van starts to smell like the garbage, blah. Anyway, we fixed that problem. But... Um, but as the cold weather starts coming in, I will want to park in the garage right. again.
0: You know, so we're going little... to have
1: to get out there and and do some decluttering.
0: I think I think you know another uh, uh, trip with the the pickup truck, borrowing yeah, the pickup, pickup truck from the... my parents. Absolutely. And, and we need to start. I mean, we are slowly taking new, this stuff out.
1: Absolutely, we, we are. And I think that a new what um, uh, I got so distracted because an old friend of ours just popped into the chat room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> our friend from our, our old church uh, has joined us and she is uh, saying that this first time logging in. So welcome, Jill. We're glad to have Very you here. Very cool.
1: That, um,
0: so what were you going to say, Stephanie? I was going to
1: say that when we go to, we, we borrow the pickup truck and go out and clean out that garage again. And with a new definition of what clutter is and a new definition of what we really need to keep and re- what we really want to keep, will um, should massively reduce <laughs> amount of stuff in our yeah. garage
0: one of the things that she said in this book that i don't quite agree with I, I don't know that i completely agree with is she says so you know are 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 your books you know are those books taking up you know have you lost place to put your books you know maybe maybe it's time to go and purchase another bookshelf
1: oh yeah she, she I, talks I'm about, about that it might end. be time
0: to to not go buy another bookshelf i'm thinking it might be time to take a look at some of those books a, and say you know a, what these are books i'm never going to read again mm.
1: She talks about that at the end of it's somewhere here in the end of chapter three. Um
0: Which what is the title of uh
1: Chapter three is Become an Olympic declutterer.
0: Oh that's right. This is this is saying, you know, hey, get serious about this idea of decluttering and here's how I go about it. These are right. the questions I ask when I'm in this room. This is, I love, I love that she says clutter just doesn't come into your house on its own. You bring you it You in. invite clutter Absolutely. into your home. And I love how she says I, when I go out and, and all of a sudden somebody offers me a brochure, I say, no, thank you because it's just going to
1: get stuck in my purse. It's
0: going to get stuck in my purse or, and, and, and Stephanie, this is a real tough one for me. Okay. Cause I'm thinking about inviting clutter in. Sunday school classes, you know... The, I don't the bring newspapers ki- papers home. The, well, the, uh, you, do, you do. They just don't make it inside the house because they're all over the floor of the van for three, four, five weeks they before do do I go out there or we go out there with a garbage can and scoop them all in. Why do we feel compelled that we have to bring all that stuff home?
1: I don't know. Why do they feel... Like they have to well, do you
0: know, uh, sending it home. I don't uh, I don't quite mind. You know, okay. I, I, I matter of fact, I enjoy looking right. at the paper. I enjoy s- seeing the verse in. I like to see the, the maybe what the thought did, process right. of what they did. I understand that. But maybe be, we we look at that it, But gosh, and I want to say decluttering is going to be very hard. It is. Because just like I have, you know, the the greeting cards for our Valentine's Day and my birthday and all these other things that you give me and my kids give me, the thought of throwing those away, it just it, it it's it's like, what are you talk, how am I going to do that? How can I do that? Well, and to sit if there, if you and have like, like four cards some, over there uh-huh. from
1: the kids, pick your favorite, pick yeah, the one that's most special. Yeah, I, I you don't no. have to keep all of them. I don't know. I I honestly I don't know, and it is going to be very very difficult to declutter this house
0: you know it,
1: although it, i did start it, it,
0: maybe is it maybe is there a procedure that we put in place that says okay we bring home the sunday school papers they go up on the fridge for one week and then when the it can't next be the paper, fridge
1: because the fridge is already cluttered with the papers that the school sends home
0: i know and well the thing is is do we need that i don't know you know, th- these are the things that we're going to have to work through. Right. And, and we we'd need, love your feedback on that, do by need, the way. We
1: do need the lunch menu. That is something that our kids look at regularly.
0: Allison <laughs> says my husband, that she, Allison oh says God. she doesn't invite clutter, but her husband does.
1: That's great.
0: Well, that, tell the story about the three drills.
1: Oh, so she was, um, let me, she was.
0: Just tell the story. Don't, becoming, don't have to read it. No, I'm
1: not. Um, she was becoming you know serious about decluttering her home and so she starts in the garage or well she didn't start in the garage but when she got to the garage um, she noticed that her husband owned three drills and so she asked him why why do you have three drills why do you need um, you know three different settings of of wattage and a cordless one and a a one with a cord and he says well honey one day the neighbors might need to borrow one and I don't want to loan on my good one (laughs)
0: Right. And she thinks that that's totally ridiculous. And it's like, oh, my gosh, how am I ever going to to get this? And then she says and she asked herself a question. How many pair of pants do I have in there for the odd chance that maybe one day I might Um, fit fit, back into them? So. It's like well, I guess I'd do it too, and and our friend Jill, in the she she says, you know, why not put all of the cards in a shoe box and and put them in the basement, put them away, and then have a keepsake box basically, and when they're twenty or whatever, they'll go through and they'll they'll be touched that you kept them all, and well, one of the things we did is we when we moved into this house, there were three boxes that were. About let's see about other four boxes. I'm sorry, four boxes that are about three foot wide, uh, by about four foot wide by about three foot high, and those four boxes were labeled keepsakes. Probably each one of them weighed about eighty to. I could not carry them up
1: the stairs.
0: Okay, these boxes filled to the gill with every greeting card I'd ever received minus Christmas cards from people you never see. So you know
1: what I started doing on Christmas cards? I will only now keep the cards that have people's pictures on them. Uh, so if like somebody's going to take the time to take a picture of their kids, gotcha. I cut off the greeting, I cut off the Christmas card part and just keep the picture. And um
0: <laughs>
1: any other any other Christmas cards go in the trash.
0: Now, Sorry. Jill Sherman is is watching us. We we are broadcasting live over the internet, and she's she she's referring to my cork board over here. She like says that? that cork board on the wall needs to be decluttered. And uh, what, no, that's beautiful. Yeah. What basically, just so people know, we have a we have a cork board that is all greeting cards and postcards from everywhere in the world uh, that our listeners email our mail into us at our PO box.
1: Well. I, I can see now that and the, some letters. Yeah. So that that's beautiful. And Allison, if you look really closely right there in the middle is my Salzburg <laughs> Salzburg um, postcard. Oh, Did you
0: put it? You, yeah. you didn't put it up there with the with the thing, though,
1: because I forgot to go get one. Oh, okay. I stuck it up there, meaning to go back and, and yes. put a pushpin in it. But um, you had you have that piece of paper hanging up there with. Versus about a a wife of noble care. And And that is now getting covered up by other, other postcards. So,
0: so anyway, Um, but good point. Good, good point. Thanks for keeping us honest here. Absolutely. Absolutely. We love that.
1: And, um, what else was it? Okay. So chapter three, becoming an Olympic declutter. Number one, uh, key number one, sign up for the race. Key number two, keep your eyes on the finish line. um, how do you want your house to look? How do you want your house to feel? How do you want your house to function? Consider these things as, as you are decluttering your home. Mm-hmm. And um, so under, under key one, sign up for the race. She says, here are some examples of how I run in the decluttering marathon. These are some of the, some of the things that, that she set throughout her house. Um, and Cliff and I are going to share this one that she used on her husband that we're going to start using on our children. And probably ourselves as well. Um, my husband leaves a screwdriver, glue, gloves, and some miscellaneous items on the floor. I put them in a box and mark it charity. <laughs> I lovingly, lovingly tell him that if it's important enough to keep, then it's important enough to put away. He now knows to put it away or check the charity box. I call this tough love. <laughs>
0: yes, I, I, am thinking that. we would love that. Would be a great thing for us for our kids. You know, just any, you know, when they go to bed, just pick up anything on the floor and throw it into the charity box. And, and we will set that, we'll we'll have a set place in the garage and anything that's in the charity box, they can either go out and find a place for it. And, and I, I think maybe, who knows, maybe we'll come up with a rule. If it ends up in the charity box more than three times, it's, it's going to charity or trash. Or trash. <laughs> but anyway, the, the one concern I have, though, is Megan. There's so much stuff.
1: I'm going to need help with her because. Well,
0: no, the thing. No, I'm I not talking about that. Okay. I'm talking about there's so much stuff that McKenna gets into of hers. That yes. It's hard. It's just so difficult sometimes.
1: It is. Me- Megan is getting to the age because I, I understand where Megan's at right now. Mm-hmm. I really do because now there's a little bit more space between me and my youngest sister or my younger sister, my Sister Samantha and I shared a room when I was 10 and she was two. Yeah. And we shared it for about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And it was a nightmare. Right. It was a nightmare. And so I understand what Megan is going through right now, because at this age, she's really at a point where she does need her own space. She does um, have some things that McKenna can't get into that need to be under, under lock and key. But at the same time, she needs to be content and accept, the 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 uh, roof that we have over our heads right now you know and um so so i get where she's i get where she's coming from but i'm really going to need aside from that because a lot of what mckenna gets into mom would define as junk
0: Right, but you you gotta and I'm gonna bring this up all the time. And even Jill Sherman, even in our chat room, she says things that seem like clutter or junk to us might be very special to a four year old or a two year old. Right. And and I
1: understand that. I understand that. But um And
0: and we'll have to take that one step at a time.
1: I don't know if Jill heard our last couple episodes where we talked about Megan and her Jolly Rancher (laughs) (laughs) wrappers that were a treasure. Yes. So um so I'm talking about scraps of paper, um, Yep. And, and things like that 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 Megan sa- saves for these odd projects which in this book she says that a project um, unfinished projects I mean projects you have given up on if you haven't worked on it for more than a year it's an unfinished project right that
0: well and she clutter. even talks about so, she even talks about the uh, hobbies that you choose like scrapbooking mm-hmm. it's like listen she, she didn't quite quite come out and say scrapbooking is a horrible hobby but she says have you considered the fact that you might be bringing in a hobby that requires you know the all these extra lots of tools, storing lots
1: of tools. tools
0: and and stuff like that and it's time consuming and blah blah It's just, right. just consider that right. when it, and she says when you're considering a hobby consider the time involved not only that the the, the distance and driving to and from and the time and effort in doing it blah 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 read the book you'll, you'll see what she says yep. okay so <laughs> anyway. key number
1: two keep your eyes on the finish line And this is where she talks about how you want your house to, how you want your house to look, how you want your house to feel. Mm -hmm. And um, she shares that she wants her house to be a sanctuary for her family, Um, a quiet refuge where her family can experience love and laughter. Right. And so she says, here are a few ideas to create a sanctuary for our families. Um, Listen to music. Okay. Limit music to songs with positive messages. Venture toward colors, warm and peaceful, or cool and soothing that make you feel happy. Um, Burn vanilla or fruit-scented candles. You know, one of my favorite candle scents is blueberry.
0: Really? Yes. That's weird. I know. I mean, not Um, that you're weird, but...
1: I know. I I don't even know why.
0: You know, my favorite is hazelnut.
1: I do love hazelnut.
0: Yeah, hazelnut rocks.
1: I have a really good... um, I have a really good cappuccino.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Only it makes our house smell like cupcakes are being baked. Yeah, I absolutely love it. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if maybe we they labeled the candle wrong or something because it doesn't smell like cappuccino at all. <laughs> um, okay, greet family members with love, encouragement, acceptance, and patience. Express appreciation for one another. Build an environment of emotionally safety um, of build an environment of emotional safety by reserving judgment. Focus on good and avoid stewing over faults. Provide a gentle guidance with humility and respect. Pray together and get rid of clutter. Yeah. Is, um, is her list of ideas to create your home to be a sanctuary cool. for I'm, your family.
0: Just so you know, I'm opening up the studio line uh, for people to call in one one person at a time we can take. Uh, so if anybody wants to feel free to go ahead and dial, we'll we'll pick you up and we'll put you on hold like they would at a radio station uh, and then we'll unmute you and, and address you in just a moment. So uh, feel free to call in the phone numbers in the chat room. All right, so okay. how much more do we have there, Steph, um, not as much. far we're, as highlighted information?
1: Okay, we're, we're just about done. I okay. think there's only one more highlighted thing, and that is under um, the function. Decide what the purpose of your home is. Um, is it just a place where you eat and sleep? Is it for um, entertaining? Is it for um, rest and reju- rejuvenation for your family? Um, decide what the purpose of your home is. Right. And um, she talks about how, how she really struggled with this because... She wanted to. She wanted to serve others. Um, her house pretty much had a revolving door to anyone who wanted to stay there, and it was at the cost of her family. Right. And so she decided that she she was going to choose nesting, and she placed a priority on um, building and strengthening her family and her marriage. And um, so I really liked when she talked about this. And at the end of of this of this um, section of the book, she says, if it didn't enhance my home for the benefit of my family, I felt free to toss it. If it didn't enhance my home for the benefit of my family, I felt free to toss it. And I absolutely love that because um, it, it also goes along with the whole the whole um, creating a mission statement for your life and for your family. And if the activities that you do out, if the activities that you choose to, to um to involve yourself in don't directly feed into that mission statement, then you need to cut them out. Yes. You know, so, and that this really goes along with it. If there are things in your home that are not, that are not building into your family, toss them out.
0: Yep. Absolutely. They're just,
1: they're just taking up um, needed space. Number three, run with passion. Number four, recruit running partners, trainers and cheerleaders. And I love this. She's like, look, if you have a friend who is going to give you a hard time about the things that you want to throw away, then don't really share that part of your life with them. Um, you need to you, you need to be around people who are going to encourage you, who are going to love you and who are going to maybe have been where you are and um, can help you make some decisions along the way.
0: Right. And I just want to just share while you were reading that, uh, Jill uh, wrote something in the uh, chat room. She says, when the house is decluttered, I feel mentally able to handle things better. Kids whining, etc. I think the state of our home can reflect something about the state of our heart and or mind.
1: Absolutely. And that is a lot of what this book is talking about, how the two go hand in hand. It, it's about getting, it, it, it's about getting um, your home decluttered decluttered and your heart and your mind healthy.
0: Right. We have somebody on the line. We have Jace that's dialed into the studio line. Jace, you're on with us. Go ahead.
2: Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. How are you today? Good. How are you?
0: Doing very good. How are you doing?
2: Very good, thanks. I just wanted to talk about uh, the issue of decluttering. One of the things that can be exceedingly difficult, uh, my wife and I have three children. Uh, We have twin boys with special needs who are eight, and we have a daughter who's six. Um, and obviously they're like trio tornadoes when they go through the house. That's, that's not uncommon. So one of the uh, strategies that we used to approach this was a schedule because one of the, the difficult challenges was getting into a power struggle about who was going to clean what and when and for how long. So now we have a schedule that everyone, the kids themselves, participated in, in making up. They all signed it. They all agreed on the times and dates and, and what they do, and each day, um, we just need to tell them what day it is, they go to the schedule, it's on our uh, closet door, and it tells them who cleans and who declutters what. Um, and then if they don't do that, then they have double chores and they can't go out and play or go on the computer or whatever, anything until they actually complete the tasks on that list. And what, the wonderful thing that it did is it took the power struggle out of it. And um, we just say, you know, this is what the schedule says, they say what the schedule says. And it takes out the battle between the child and the parent. And it's really been a huge tool in decluttering our home.
0: That is that is very awesome to hear. Was that
2: is really cool. I'd love to see a sample
0: of
1: your schedule.
2: <laughs> well, I think the important thing was that uh, they were participating in the, in the making of the schedule. Mm-hmm. They agreed on it. They all signed it. We shook hands. And they understood the consequences if they didn't adhere to the schedule. And uh, I was obviously, you know, as the dad, I was in that schedule too. And I have to you know, uphold my side of the bargain too. And it's worked really
0: well for us. That's that, really cool. That is awesome. That's it, something that has been one of the things that I've considered doing and have always like, well, if, if we could implement this, I know that our children love routine. They love to they know what. They thrive on it. And, and, and I think we all really, really thrive on on knowing what's expected of us.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing, the other question I wanted to put to you and any anyone else in the chat room is, For us, we also have children's classes on Sunday, and that's the big day where everyone cleans. Um, We clean pretty much the entire house Sunday morning before the classes begin. And by the end of it, by the end of the class, I mean, the house is pretty much a tornado again. And the mental, you know, the mental toll that takes or exhaustion that takes is just, it's easily to break you because you don't want to clean it all again, you know, Sunday afternoon or Monday or Tuesday. It's just like, I just went all through that. I don't want to do it again. And uh, that's pretty much my biggest weakness and my wife considers me a flaw because it's just cleaning it up again after we went to the whole ritual is pretty tough.
1: It, it is. It's, it's absolutely exhausting. And that's what um, what I find. I think that it's so great that you share that as a man and, and the dad because what I find as my role as the person who does most of the housework in this house, um, you better believe that schedule and contract are right behind, Um I find that doing the same tasks over and over again are exhausting. It is. It, it is but
2: if, it, does it wear you mentally? Because that's what it does. It does. It wears me mentally. It
1: does. It wears yeah. me mentally. and exactly. And I, so much to the point where I will avoid it. I will find a place to go. I will, um, you know, stay on my computer for hours yep. at a time or or watch TV, anything to keep my mind off of the task that needs to be done because literally i'm exhausted because i just finished it
2: it's, yeah. it's my understanding that this changes or evolves as they get older i hope when they can you know when they can be a little bit more preventative in the mess that they make i hope <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I, I, maybe it's just going to be a whole different kind of mess you know instead of it being uh mega blocks all over the floor it's it's going to be soccer equipment you know <laughs> wait yeah. we have that already <laughs> well but, jace right.
0: Thank you so much for calling in. I, I very much appreciate you listening and participating in the chat and calling in. Well, thanks for taking the call. All right, we'll Thank talk you. to you very soon. Take care. Bye bye. That was that was extremely awesome, and I wish I could uh, just continue to go on, but we are running up okay. against an hour here. Did um, you want to say something before I we? Did. Finish I did. I want to
1: say one thing on t- on top of um of what Jace was saying. You were you said that that was a great idea, and that our our kids thrive on routine. Yes. And all that, and you'll remember that we shared um that we shared a story not too long ago about our kids in the back seat of the car um signing a contract that they were going to do something together so i think that our kids would really buy into the whole signing a contract and yes you know, the idea of signing a contract that that this is how our family was going to go so how about we
0: have what do we have anything going on sunday i don't uh, we knows. have uh we have the Andrea Thon happening that that day
1: and i've got to get with sarah and andrea because um, we're okay. we're gonna co-host with her for
0: prayer partnership at seven a.m. And, uh, so That's nothing not,
1: in the afternoon.
0: Yeah, and then um, mm-hmm. yeah, and then yeah. So let's let's have a family meeting. Okay, and and let's w- write up a potential. Uh, whatchamacallit, a contract of of things that we're going to do as a family and and implement some of these ideas that we know would be beneficial for us but haven't ever really got around to doing.
1: Right. Um, Key number five, the very last one in chapter three is rest and refuel your body. Um, Just as if you were training for a marathon, you would take a day off. You're not going to go nonstop every day. That's unrealistic. Um, Pace yourself. Get a good, you know, Get a good schedule put in place and or not not schedule, but um, training, you know, and and pace yourself and make sure you take time to relax and refuel.
0: Right. So we're going to go ahead and uh, pretty much wrap things up. Can I read this one last thing? Yeah, before go, we ahead, finish go ahead. Up? okay
1: Um talking about resting your mind. OK, like where you can. Okay, once you complete your training, your new superior knowledge and skill will take you places you never dreamed of going, like where you can invite friends inside your home without fearing they will run the other way, or where you can wake up without a mess waiting to be cleaned, or even somewhere you can actually enjoy living.
0: Absolutely. Folks, thank you for listening and joining us here at Family from the Heart. And also, we want to encourage you to check out some of our other shows. Stephanie does a wonderful show called The Full-Time Mom. You can find that at fulltimemompodcast.com. I am in the midst of doing and releasing part one of four of a Almost Daily devotional series titled Critical People, and you can find that at almostdailydevotional.com. I'm going to be putting the first episode of that up today, and uh, we want to encourage you to check those out, and we want to say thank you to mardell.com for sponsoring this podcast. We'll be back next week.
1: Bye.